Goosebumps, number 32, The Barking Ghost by R.L. Stein. Bad dog. Really bad dog. It's a doggone nightmare. Scared of his own shadow, that's what everyone says about Cooper Holmes. But when the Holmeses move into a new house deep in the woods, scary things really do start happening. Problem is, no one believes a scaredy cat like Cooper. But then, no one else heard the boon-chilling barking late at night or ran into two evil-looking dogs who disappeared into thin air. Listener, Listener beware. beware. I guess you're, you're in, in your first scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Saber's hungry. Stay out of the basement! I must have your beautiful hands. You know how much I love how you And I want my bride in. <laughs> you must treat or treat forever. <laughs> Viewers beware. You're in for a scare. <laughs> <laughs> is that you barking? Yep, yep, yep. Bark, 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 bark. Should we just start off this episode and say, this is the scariest book in Goosebumps history. <laughs> you guys, this isn't a very scary book. It's just not. It's not a scary book. And it's not, it's not, it's just not scary. When I was reading this on the plane a few days ago, I looked around at other people in the plane and I said out loud, am I supposed to be scared by this? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Welcome to Deadcast. Thank welcome you for to Welcome to Deadcast. Row. You'll have to help passengers in case of emergency. My name's Daniel Montgomery. And I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. Woof, 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 woof. And we love Goosebumps. Yes, we did a love Goosebumps. Let's talk about the Barking Ghost. Let's talk about the cover of the Barking Ghost. And Wait, then- pause, rewind. Something that we did not say at the end or at all in last Times episode, Night Living Dummy 2, number 31, we are now past the halfway point oh, of the Goosebumps yes. original series. Well, it's appropriate that we say it now, because... Yeah, that's true. Th- at this point, 32 is halfway to 64. Yes, that's right. Because, uh, 62. Oh, 62. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. For some reason, I, my brain my brain thought 64. Do you know why it thought 64? Here, try to justify it. Because I always, I, because I know in my bones that Monster Blood 4 is the last book in the original series, and my brain goes, 4, okay, 4, okay, 4, 4, 64, 64. When you're right, it's 62. We should have said that last episode, and I apologize. I let it slide. There we go. Yeah, so we are halfway through... Um, uh, the original Goosebumps series. We're in book number 32 out of 62. Wow, I can't believe it only took two years. Yeah, only two and a half more years to go. Here we go. And then we're all dead. Then we're all ghosts. Barking ghosts. Let's talk about the cover of this book. Let's talk about the colors of this book. So I think this book is very sexy, the cover of it. You do? Yes. I don't, I don't live for this cover, unfortunately. I think it's sexy and iconic. I, I think the dog's forehead is too bulbous. Well, let's just say that, you know, I was listening to our previous episodes and like, I don't know if anyone gives two shits what the colors are on the original Goosebumps You know what? I had somebody come up to me, and this is the Lord's truth, and said, I appreciate your attention to detail in your podcast because my husband listens, and he's very visual, and when you describe the colors and the book and the characters and what they wear, he can really see it with his mind's eye. Well, I was going to say... Anyway, whether people think it's boring or don't care at all about the colors of the book, I ain't gonna stop. So let me tell you the colors in this book. Tell me. There's a bl- it's a blood red and kind of a periwinkle. It's the palest periwinkle you could possibly imagine. And the cover the the cover of the book. And it's like a can- it's like a candy's red. Yeah, it's like a yesterday's candy's red because it's, it's yes, a little, it's yesterday's. 
yesterday's candy. It's a little darker than today's candy. That's very <laughs> true. And the book, I think what it is about the book, I think it's a gorgeous painting, but um, it, it, I don't know. It's odd to me. It's like the, the dog's- The forehead is really big. The picture is just a growling dog with glowing red eyes. Yes. Snarling at you and peering deep into your soul. And you're right, with a bulging, bulbous butt forehead. It's odd. And I love Tim Jacobus. And it's hard to tell. I think it's supposed to be a- what color is this dog? I think it's supposed to be like a ghostly, a, just like a ghostly tone. Like, I, and we know the, the the dogs are black in this book, but it is um, illuminated by moonlight, making it look like a ghostly, dark, gray, blue, black. I, I don't know. It, I don't know what like, it could It's kind of like a ghost head and mini, it's like a dog head and mini dog shoulders existing in nothing on the cover of this book. But that's why I like the simplicity so much. I, I like the color. And I love the painting. It's just that forehead is so big to me. Google what we're talking about, you guys, if you don't already know, and tell us what you think of the forehead and email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. This is very important, and we should spend five to ten minutes talking about the dog's forehead. Well, so far we spent five minutes and fifty-four seconds. Oh, perfect. So Let's just jump on in. This the protagonist of this book, of course, is Katie Holmes. Is Cooper Holmes, and he is twelve years old. Oh, let me start off by saying this book came out in June nineteen ninety five, and um, this is admittedly from R.L. Stein, one of his least favorite books. In Allegedly, the well. I think we're going to have so much fun today, you guys, talking about this book. But this book is a piece of crap, and it's absolute trash. <laughs> the The TV episode is trash. The TV episode is, is, is some trash. And you know what they say, one man's garbage is another man's trash. That's true. They do say that. When I was reading this book on the plane, going up to people and saying, am I supposed to be scared by this? I realized that around page 83, nothing had happened yet in the book. So let's get into it. Yeah. So Cooper Holmes is a scaredy cat. Now, I want to explain what he looks like. He has freckles, he has long hair that covers his big floppy ears, and he but don't al- worry. He always he can wears- cover up his cover up the, that flop hair and those dumbo ears with his red socks cap. He's always wearing his red red socks cap because he's from Boston, Massachusetts. And just recently moved into the woods of Maine because of his mom's job. Matthew, what does his mom do? They never say that. So they, they, <laughs> I don't know why I always say that. Poo on me. <laughs> <laughs> so he has moved into, you know, their house or whatever. In their house when they wrote this book. <laughs> he has, he does not like the idea of moving and he has, does, he has decorated. So the first 45 pages are him basically just be, being scared of things that he hears. Yes, that's true. But I want to talk about his room for a second because he has, Please. he has um, decorated and arranged it to look like his, his room back in Maine and part of his room. Back in, back in Boston. Back in Boston. You're right. Thank you very much. I hope there's enough room in his new room for his snow, snow globe collection. No, no. What I need to say is that it's Arl Stein describes it as a snow dome collection. That's true. You're right. I wonder if that's a thing. Do people say snow dome instead of snow globe? Cooper does. I'll tell you what else Cooper does. He misses his old friends Gary and Todd. He won't stop talking about Gary and Todd. I think he's trying to fuck Gary and Todd. Wow, I never thought about it that way. I just kept thinking, oh, it's Todd from Go Eat Worms and Gary from Why I'm Afraid of Boo. Oh my god, that's exactly what it is. They all lived in Boston. Oh, wow. Throughout this entire book, since he's moved to the woods of Maine and doesn't have any real friends until he might may or may not have a red-headed friend later in the book, he just says, oh, <laughs> Gary and Todd would know what to do. I wish Gary and Todd were here. And then he rhapsodizes and reminisces about what he and Todd and Gary do, the three of them, together. One, two, three, not only you and me. Peter, Paul, and Mary. There is a moment in the book later when somebody is at the door and Gary thinks, oh, I'm sorry, um, Cooper thinks that it's maybe it's Todd and Gary that have that have taken a road trip and have surprised him. Justice for Gary, Cooper, and Todd. Totally. So he's, Cooper's very easily scared. He's hearing these he's noise. He's a scaredy cat. I may be lazy. I may be fat. I don't do laps, and I do not chat. I may be selfish, yeah, and all of that. But the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. Ah, ah, the one thing he's not is a scaredy cat. 
He's hearing these noises constantly, and his mom and dad are telling him things like, it's just the house settling. It's just the pipes, those rusty old pipes. This is, you know, like a horror TV show story trope thing where it's like, we moved into a new house. It's a creepy old house. We're hearing sounds. The parents tell the kid it's just that it's just the house settling. It's just those rusty old pipes, but the kid knows it's either a ghost. And he keeps or like, hearing this barking. And so that we really, before I get to the barking stuff, I know that, that whole idea is driven home to the T. In fact, if there's like a a, a picture perfect example of just that idea, it's really captured in this book. And I, I, I found myself as I was reading this book just wishing it were Werewolf of Fever Swamp the entire time. Yeah, they they kind of allude to it a little bit, and you think that stuff kind of stuff is going to happen, but there's never really any howling or anything really happens. The first twenty pages of the book are, are sincerely Cooper being scared by something outside of his window, and it's it's oh it's just oh wait it's just the scratching of branches. Oh then wait, he's scared again, and then he realizes oh it's just a rabbit out front, and then he gets scared again. And he, like, opens the window and, like, throws a baseball at it. Throws a softball out the window at a snake that he sees. And then later he realizes it's not a snake. It's a garden hose. Chapter 21. And eventually he hears breathing. And he gets so scared by this. At one point he has to go into the bathroom and wash the sweat off his face. And eventually he hears breathing under his bed. It's raspy, wet breathing like an animal. And he bre- he peeks under the bed and then two hands reach out and choke him. Oh no, he's being choked. Oh wait, it's just his older brother, Dickie. It's Mickey. Mickey's 15 years old and he always teases and scares Cooper. And they get in a fight, and like a physical fight. And Cooper's like, stop, you know how I bruise. I bruise so easily. Oh, Cooper. And mom and dad show up and break it up. They say, stop fighting. So Cooper angrily goes back to bed. And it's like <laughs> chapter 25. And I'm, that's an exaggeration. It's a huge exaggeration, actually. Page 25. And Cooper hears a dog barking and howling right outside his window. Two dogs. No, anything. Okay, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing, you guys. Let's talk about it. I know it. people that are scared of dogs and who think, who think dogs are scary. You know what I mean? I'm not personally scared of the sound of barking. Yeah, barking dogs doesn't send terror trills down my spine. But this whole book is sort of like... It rests in the idea that dogs... The idea of dogs barking in the middle of the night are scary. ...is very terrifying. Not even... Like a couple howls, but mostly barking. And, you know... Doesn't scare me, really. I can't quite get there. And... Even Cooper says, "I he he's, he says I go, I went to the the window for the zillionth time, and he can't believe what he sees out there. It's nothing, absolutely nothing. Where's this barking come from? He swore it was right outside his window. So the next morning, Cooper likes to get up early. He's just that kind of person, and gets he gets up, up really like early. at six thirty. Like goes when, like when the sun rises, goes out and swings on the tar swing, and decides, you know what? I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be super Cooper and go find these dogs that I heard barking and look for paw prints. If you guys have to turn this episode off now because it's way too scary, I understand. I'm really sorry. And he starts to look through the forest for signs of dogs and realizes, oh no, he's lost. Help. Help. It's 7am. And as he's walking around, he hears branches snapping behind him and starts to freak out. And he's like, Mickey, is that you? And all of a sudden he feels something cold and sharp on his cheek. No, no, anything but something cold and sharp on my cheek. Oh wait, it was just a leaf. And he decides he's so lost, he just decides to sit and sit down and wait for the sound of his dad doing yard work. When somebody grabs his arm and he immediately just gets up and starts running. No, please, please. And then he stumbles and falls over and gets up and looks and turns around and realizes he sees who grabbed his arm. And it was a girl, a girl with long, red, frizzy hair. You guys, you guys, you guys. If this is not your first episode listening, and if you've listened to many multiple episodes, like, do you see what we're saying now? Do you get it? There was literally not a Goosebumps book without a redhead in it. I mean, there probably is. There's not. But, like, you guys, I know you saw that coming, that frizz red hair. Not only does she have long red frizzy hair, but she has bright green eyes, a big red t-shirt, and big red shorts. Just to match his red red socks hat. And she and, and she's also up at six forty five a.m. She introduces in the woods. She introduces herself as Margaret Ferguson, but she says, "Call me Fer- Fergie, like the Duchess." And and she's kind of an odd, kooky sort of weird girl. And I, yes. What? What were you gonna say? So, I I think I've read this book like three times, maybe. And yes. the television episode that we're gonna talk about in a little bit, I think. T- 
when you and I just watched it, Daniel, I think that was the second time or maybe the third time I watched it all the way through in my entire life. Yes. And so I'm, I remember the twist at the end and some stuff, but I was a little fuzzy on the details. And just the way that Fergie is introduced here, I was like, she's a ghost. Fergie is completely 100% not a real girl. She's not. She's be got going, to be a ghost. She's not going to be going to school with Cooper when he starts going to school next week. Fergie is a straight up g g g ghost It really seems like she's a ghost. Yeah. So... Cooper's like, I thought no one lived around Duchess? here. I thought there was nobody Duchess? around here. Like, what are you doing here? And she says, sure, I live. I, there are some houses around Cooper. And he says, uh, how did you know my name? And she's like, but She said, because I want to know who I'm looking at. She said when they had moved in, she hid in the woods and listened to them moving in and heard his dad call him Cooper. So now she knew his name was Cooper. <laughs> And she's definitely a ghost. And Cooper's like, how long have you lived here? And all of a sudden, she just starts freaking out. Yeah, she has looking totally around, has a five petrified. Alarm, five alarm freak Grabs out. his shoulders and whispers, dogs, dogs, dogs. And then she dogs. runs away. And he chases her, catches up to her and said, what? what are you talking? Why did you say dog? She says, what? I never said dog. And then she says, listen, Cooper, get away from here. You must leave at once. Tell your parents. Get away as fast as you can. The woods are haunted. Your house is haunted. And runs away. And so Cooper just like wanders around for a little bit. And then here's his dad hammering in the morning. Because his dad is awake and now it's 7.15. And he follows the sound of the banging. And on his way back almost falls into a beautiful stream. Oh wow, what a gorgeous stream. And then he looks What ac- a babbling brook. And he looks across the stream and sees two menacing growling black Labradors with yellow teeth. No, please, please turn off this book. It's too scary. Turn it off. And all of a sudden they attack. And Arl's saying, doesn't specify that they jump across the stream or come across the stream all of a sudden it's like they were chasing and i was like what through the water i don't know tell me the details i need to know the details robert lawrence there's another part coming up later where i read it three different times to try to figure out what it was saying and i think i know you i think you know the part i'm talking about and listener you, you just wait you just wait so cooper runs really fast towards the backyard feeling the dog's hot breath on his heels and the scrape of their teeth and he screams dad dad help the dogs they're after me but as soon as he gets out of the woods he turns around and sees that the dogs are gone. So can we just recap what's happened so far? Nothing. So this kid moved into a house. His parents moved into a house. He gets scared all the time. He hears barking outside one night. The next morning he wakes up when the sun comes up to try to find where the barking's coming from. He goes into the woods. A girl comes up to him who already knows his name, whispers dogs into his ear, and then she says his house is haunted, and she runs away, and then he gets chased by dogs, and then that's what happened. The book is almost over, and dad's like, what dogs. are you- He's like, what are you talking about, Cooper? Dogs. He says, I swear, I swear there were dogs. We've got to move. This house in the woods are haunted. Everybody knows it and starts sounding, talking crazy. And the dad's like, stop making up. You can make up as many wild stories as you want, Cooper. But that's not going to change the fact that we move here. We're never moving back. Maybe we got to take you to Dr. Palmer like we took Amy. So... <laughs> <laughs> so just so just calm down and, and eat a sandwich. Please just eat a sandwich at 7.15. So Cooper goes inside and as he looks back, he takes one last look and sees dogs standing at the edge of the trees. No, please. This book is too scary. And then he blinks and they're gone. No, I, I'm too scared. I'll never be able to sleep tonight. So it's time for breakfast. And at breakfast, Cooper says, Mom, Dad, the house, the woods are haunted. Fergie There's a girl. Do you guys know? Did you guys meet anybody in the Fergusons that live nearby? And the parents are like, like, I'm sorry. Fergusons? We don't know nobody named We've Fergusons. never heard of they're anyone ghosts. called the Fergusons. I know that they're barking ghosts. And Mickey teases Cooper and calls him Drooper because of his droopy ears. And pours salt over his French toes. Hanging with Mr. Drooper. And they fight. And Cooper's like, please, Dad, the dogs. And the dad's like, Cooper, I'll ask around if there are dogs or something. Just chill out. And just go to your room and take care of your snow dome collection. And Mickey, like, scares Cooper at the breakfast table. Nobody believes about the house being haunted. Cooper storms off to his room and spends the rest day in his room organizing his snow domes. That's cool. So that night, 
guess what? He hears barking and growling from outside his window, and then he realizes, no, wait, it's not coming from outside my window. The call is coming from inside the hose. Oh, no, I hear barking in the kitchen. And he grabs a baseball bat and creeps toward the living room, and he's like, why is no one awake? Does no one else hear this? Does not anyone hear this? Why am I the only one hearing barking and dogs running around and then a crash in the kitchen? So he goes downstairs, checks, and sees that great-grandma's lamp has been knocked over, and he flicks on the light and sees that there's nobody in in there. Huh? It's just a knocked over lamp and there's a bag of potato chips all over the floor. Wait. A ripped bag of potato chips. Oh no, but then he then he feels hot breath in his neck and he turns around and he It's kno- the dog. It's the dog. It has to be the potato chips eating dogs, but of course it's Mickey. It's Mickey and Mickey hasn't heard a thing and it's like, what are you talking about? Cooper's like, uh, uh, there were dogs. And Mickey's like, uh, you're just faking it. So you're just making this all up so the family has to move. But guess what? It's never going to happen. <laughs> and they both go back to bed. And he's like, you don't understand it's the barking ghost oh wait the barking ghost is a phrase that's never really used in the book and doesn't actually make any sense and cooper swears he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna prove it to be true i'm gonna prove there are ghost dogs and i'm gonna get back at mickey for being such a jerk so the next morning cooper gets up even earlier you just wait i'm gonna get up even earlier tomorrow bitch and he unpacks and that's when somebody shows up at the door and he thinks it's todd and gary but it's actually fergie and she's like i just came over to visit at 6 45 and they go to the backyard and talk and she, for a while and she tells him and fergie's like all right i have something to confess cooper that was um i was playing a joke on you the other day i know that i said like your house is haunted and the woods are haunted and to move out but it turns out that like mickey got to me first and said you guys always play practical pranks on each other so she was like in on it the whole time and mickey told fergie to tell cooper that and and she was like i'm so sorry i didn't know it would be so serious i thought it was like kind of a joke and he said then why did you say dogs and she said i never said dogs i never said that end of act one but she feels really bad (laughs) she feels really bad about it and and Cooper Cooper tells her about the dogs and said, I was chased by two dogs. I heard them Here's in the middle the of the night. I was chased she, by two dogs. And she said, oh no, I'm, I'm a scared of dogs. She's like, let's see if we can go find them. Let's go see if we can prove it to be true. So they go into the woods and they're like walking around and she takes them to a cool climbing rock that she found by the stream. Yeah, let's hang out by the cool climbing rock. Oh no, there's two dogs. And Cooper gasps and points behind her and says, Fergie, they're dogs. And she freaks out and runs off and trips. And then Cooper laughs and laughs says, I was just kidding. I know you're afraid of dogs. So I was just trying to get back at you for the mean trick you pulled on me. And Fergie's like... So many twists and turns to this book. Can you believe it? And Fergie's like, you know what? We should both get Mickey back. Let's, I don't know, let's scare him. Let's scare him with, I don't know, this plant that looks like it's poison ivy, but it's not. And let's hide this plant in his bed. (laughs) So when he wakes up, he thinks it's covered in poison ivy, but it's not. He's really going to freak out. That's really going to get him back. Let's do that. So they gather some plants, and they and Cooper stops in a little, a little clearing to get his mom some flowers. His mom loves flowers. And then when he looks up, he sees Mickey walking to the clearing, and Mickey's all torn up and bloody and says, Cooper, Cooper, the dogs. And then he collapses. He's literally soaked in blood, and his, his, his clothes are all torn off and ripped up, and he's been bit, and he's dead. And he dies. And then he wakes up and says, I'm just kidding. It was a joke and cooper's <laughs> like oh no i always fall for the fake blood and literally and i'm like the real loser here is fucking mickey who ruined his clothes and spent forever wasting fake blood all over him just for this joke get a job rent a soul read a book now it's 7 30 a.m and uh cooper's really really angry and really embarrassed and mickey dies laughing and pins him to the ground and cooper bites his arm and it causes mickey's arm to bleed and Fergie runs home. Cooper runs home. And, and so Cooper's like, I'm all alone in the woods now. And boy, have I really worked up a sweat before 7.45 a.m. So I'm going to stop by the stream and have a cool drink of water from the stream. And so he leans into the stream and doesn't see his reflection, but instead sees the reflection of an angry dog. Are you guys following this? If you're not, neither did Arlstein. So he runs home to make sure that he hasn't turned into a dog. 
and he checks his reflection, but it's just his face in the reflection and not the reflection of a, a dog. Okay, great. Let's get invisible. So Cooper's in a really bad mood, wakes up late for school the next day, not like him. Huh. And he rushes to make some lunch, some peanut butter and jelly. And as he's making his late lunch, he hears whimpering behind him and he's like, Mickey, stop teasing me. But then he turns around and sees- Mickey does such a good bark and such a good whimper. He knows it's Mickey. And he turns around and sees it's not Mickey. It's dogs. Dogs are in the kitchen. Oh, dogs are on the line. And he grab the dogs growl and they slowly walk towards him and back him up against the back door. No, and, please. And then they leap at him. But while one is leaping, it grabs the peanut butter and jelly sandwich with his mouth. And they disappear through the kitchen door like ghosts. So this to me is the first actual real evidence that we're dealing with a ghost or ghosts of any kind. Because... First of all, there's no barking ghost. If anything, they're barking ghosts. That's and these, true. And these do- ghost dogs can bite potato chips and knock over great grandmama's lamp and eat PB&J sandwiches, but they can also fly through walls. So Cooper tells his mom everything and says, two dogs just jumped through these walls. She goes, I think you're stressed, and I think you need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> and that week, he does no more dogs that week. It's the first week of school, by the way. We don't find out shit about school. And although the, he didn't see the dogs, every morning he hears the dogs somewhere in the house. And that Friday after school, Fergie and Cooper are walking home together talking about the weekend. You see, they become fast best friends. This was such a shock for me that Fergie actually went to school with him and Fergie's not a not ghost. Not a ghost. She's yes. a real girl. A real redheaded girl wearing red. And she is, um, they're talking about how much fun this weekend is going to be because she is spending the night on Saturday night. To me, that seemed odd that a girl would spend the night at this guy's house when they were so young. Does, I that, think does so that do, seem odd to you? It might, but I think it's because... It doesn't bother me, but I it think it's odd. because they're so prepubescent that it's fine. And, you know, in this woodsy woods town, there's, like, no one else to stay with or something. And it's like, oh, the Fergusons, they have to hit up the Holmeses so the Holmeses can watch Fergie Ferg. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So Cooper tells her everything about... I don't know why it took him till Friday, but, to, but he told her everything about the dogs disappearing through the wall. She believes him. She, like, totally buys it, doesn't even question it. And they decide that weekend that they are going to finally get back at Mickey. So and you guys... They have this wow. amazing plan. Wow, is this a real doozy for a plan? This is definitely going to work. And, you guys, it is going to scare the shit out of Mickey. So they've got this really realistic-looking... Realistic fake rat and they're gonna put the fake rat on a string and they're gonna hide somewhere in the room and drag the string and then the fake rat will climb across his body while he's sleeping on they're gonna sneak into mickey's room in mickey's room and they're gonna scare him with this fake rat now is this not is this the second or third time that in a gooseland's book somebody wants to scare somebody with a fake rat at at least the third time (laughs) so um, so they wake up in the middle of the night, go to the room. This is definitely going to work, you guys, don't you think? And they get, they, uh, Fergie hides in the closet while Cooper puts the rat on the lumpy bed of Mickey and then hides in the closet, ho- holds onto the long string. And when they get in the closet, they're so excited. And Cooper's like, stop touching me, Fergie. And Fergie's like, I'm not touching you. She's, she goes, yes, you are. You just kick me. And she says, I'm not kicking you. And then they hear breathing behind them. And they Hot realize- breathing. Oh no, someone else is in the closet with them who could it possibly be they hear growling behind them and they burst out of the closet screaming and cooper falls flat on his face and it turns out it turns out mickey's been in the closet the whole time What? you've got to be kidding me i had no idea that that was going to be mickey and this was going to happen and he just hid pillows under his blanket and mickey's like i knew something was up i've been spying on you guys all day and so the plan is ruined can you imagine imagine like mickey overhearing this and like putting all those pillows in places by in the bed and then just hiding in the closet till literally midnight not knowing when they're going to come in and drake drag a plastic rat across his bed i can yeah so they storm out of the room and are about to go back to bed cooper's so mad and then cooper and fergie both hear the barking no please it's coming with that it's coming from the living room so they go into the living room they see two sets of red eyes no please and cooper accidentally knocks over great grandma's lamp while trying to turn it on oops oh no not her grandma's lamp again not her grandma and then and then the light turns on they realize that mickey has walked into the living room turned the light on and he says fergie cooper what are you doing and they're like nothing we heard the dogs it was the dogs but there of course there are no dogs there and they all go back to bed and the parents are like go back go the fuck back to bed go to bed fergie and seriously and they go back to bed but cooper can't sleep 
and he goes to Fergie in, her, in the guest room and says, I can't go to sleep. We should go looking for the dogs right now in the middle of the night. Isn't Fergie like already dressed and ready to go and she wants to figure out too? Yes. So they go to the backyard with flashlights and search for paw prints, but they don't see any paw prints. And then, oh no. That's so weird. Cooper gets caught up in the lawn sprinkler and almost falls down. Wow, this is too scary. And then they hear a creak coming from the house and they see they realize that the creak is a low window to the basement and the shutter is flapping open and closed and they say is that how the dogs got into the house through the basement i know that's how they got in and then so cooper goes to check out the window but is pounced on by a dog and he hits his head on the side of the house with a thwack and he feels the hot sour dog breath in his face this book is almost over and he easily pushes the dog off and notices that Fergie is trapped up against the house by another dog. No, no, they're going to kill them. The dogs, the ghost dogs are definitely going to kill them. And Cooper tries to push them away and try with a stick he found on the ground, but realizes that he and Fergie are now both trapped up against the house. And then the dog starts pulling on their pants and their shirts. Yeah, the dogs start tugging their pants down. And pulls them <laughs> pants down, and it's so sexy. And they're pulled, <laughs> and he, they realize, oh no, they want us to get naked. And they're pulling us naked into the woods and so the dogs pull them naked into the woods and there's this like moment of like total resignation where they're like hey they're dragging us into the woods so let's go find out what they want to show us well they realize they're not naked but they realize the dogs aren't gonna hurt them and are just just want them to follow them so they just you know follow the dogs into the woods and at one point cooper like tries to run away and like goes against this idea but a dog pounces on him so they're like fine fine we'll follow you so they follow the dogs deep into the woods to a broken down shack shack. and inside the shack um the dogs open the door and this is what doesn't make sense this, to me. It doesn't I had make to re- sense. I had to read these sentences a few times because I'm like, wait, what's happening? So the dog sort of open the door to the shack, There's push this... Cooper and Fergie towards the door, and then they like jump through the wall on the, the dogs, ghostly dogs, jump through the wall on the side of the shack. The barking ghost and the other barking ghost do that. And Cooper and Fergie are like, what is happening? And they run away. The dogs jump back through the wall, come out into the woods, and push them through the door with their front paws. So they start, like, standing on their back legs and push them through the open door with their front paws. Yeah, they start dancing on their hind legs and do a sexy, sexy dance for Cooper and Fergie. Uh, yeah, it's all sort of a mess. And they Cooper and Fergie fall through the door and realize that there's no floor and they fall down, down, deeper and down into a dark, dark hole. And then they land pleasantly and softly and see two pairs of red eyes. And this is what they hear from the red eyes. A dry whisper says, Don't move. And Cooper and, and Fergie are like, Who are you? What do you want? Why did you dogs bring us in here? And they say, oh, We are not dogs. We are people. And they say, But, but. And then the voice says, Silence. Silence. Silence while you are in the changing room. And they're like, The what? And it says, centuries ago, my friend and I had an evil spell cast upon us. The spell forced us to roam these woods as dogs. Ghost dogs. And then Cooper says, too bad. But what do you want us for? And the dogs snigger. And the sound of more like dry coughing and laughter. (laughs) You are in the changing room for nearly a hundred years. We have tried to get two people in here. And now we have succeeded. We're going to change places with you. You will take our places and you shall take ours. You will be the ghost dogs, and you will roam these woods as we did forever. Sure. And then this warm heat comes over Cooper like a blanket, this simmering heat like an oven. It gets so hot, he feels like he's melting, and he tries to scream, and he realizes he doesn't sound human. 
And Cooper opens his eyes and he's outside in the sun. But then he realizes, oh wait, something's wrong. Everything is black and white. Wait a second. He and Fergie are dogs. Page 94. And they can read each other's thoughts. Yip, 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 yip. A woof, woof. They're changing the dogs. What are they going to do? And they trot back to the house and they see their human bodies. Wait, what is that I smell? Is it liver and onions and they see that their bodies their fergie and cooper bodies are playing frisbee with cooper's mom and dad and cooper's like oh oh no they switched places with us i have a plan and so they jump through the wall of the house uh-huh into mickey's room and mickey's in his underwear how Lol. embarrassing and they scare him out of the house because he's scared of the dog and he runs out screaming <laughs> and then dad and mom are like what are you doing what's going on and they see the dogs and they chase the dogs with a broom and they're like get out of here and cooper tries to talk to them but it only comes out in woofs and the dad's like i'm gonna call the pound and have you put to sleep and cooper's like this plan didn't work very well cooper's like dad it's me don't you know it's me your son cooper <laughs> But all that everyone else here is woof, 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 woof. So the plan to burst through the walls and scare Mickey into believing the parents that they're actually humans and not dogs, it doesn't make any sense. No. They go back to the woods and hide into the woods, and the guy from and the town doesn't show and up. they make dog puns. And Cooper comes up with a plan. He's like, oh, I have a plan. I'll, I can't speak to my parents. I'll write a note to them. Yes, so they we'll s- jump through the walls. We'll get a piece of paper and a pen, and I'll write, and I'll say, I know dog. I is Cooper, son. So they can't. They try that, but realize, oh, no, they don't have thumbs, and they can't write. <laughs> So mom and dad come rushing in. Oh with, no, these stupid paws. And mom and dad come rushing into the living room and see two dogs knocking everything over trying to write notes. And Cooper tries to stand on his hind legs and think, I don't know, he thinks, maybe I can convince them I'm a human. I don't know. And they get chased out again. They get chased away well, again with a broom. Is Fergie and Cooper get up on their hind legs and do a sexy dog dance for them. Yes. And, the, and the parents and Mickey are entertained by it for a while. Then they get bored and try to push them out of the house. It's That's actually the truth. And again, Cooper tries to talk, but it comes out in woofs again. So they hide in, they run back to the woods and they decide to rest for a while. And all of a sudden Cooper starts to freak out because he realizes his body is on fire and he's being possessed by demons. Oh, wait, no, that's just fleas. Oh, and they realize, oh no, it sucks being a dog. And I'm so (laughs) hungry. Especially now that I smell all that liver and onion. Onions. And it's leftover liver and onions because that's what Cooper's mom served last night. And Cooper loves liver and onions. You got served. So they watch through the back door and see fake Cooper and fake Fergie having dinner with the parents. And fake a hundred year old Cooper person says, yuck, I hate liver and onions. And like shoves the plate away and stands up. And and Cooper's mom is like, Cooper, you haven't been yourself. What are you talking about? And fake Cooper's like, oh, I was just joshing you. You know I love me some L and O. And and dog Cooper's like, this is my chance. I can prove to them that it's me because I love liver and onions. So if me, as a black ghost dog, will will run inside and eat all that liver and onions they'll immediately know that i'm actually their son cooper he even says i burst through the kitchen door and headed straight for the plate of liver i'll show mom who the real cooper is i thought happily the cooper who loves liver (laughs) she'll know it's me instantly this has got to work it's our last chance i knew our only chance it's God, there's also another part where he says in this situation, I wish Gary and Todd were here. They'd know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So he bursts in and eats the liver and onions and everybody, of course, freaks out. Dad hits dog Cooper with a rolled up newspaper and they threaten to call the pound again. And so Cooper and Fergie escape again and run back to the woods. This is the third plan that hasn't worked Bad dog. Really bad dog. So that night as it's getting dark, they come up with a fourth plan plan and they say oh 
I know. We'll, we'll, we'll try and drag them to the woods. We'll just act like normal dogs. And they'll drag them to the woods like they dragged us into the woods yesterday. So they burst into the house and they are what they real, they run into fake Cooper and fake Fergie watching MTV and grab them with their jaws and start to pull them outside. And the mom and dad see that these dogs are trying to drag them outside. And it's so weird. The mom and dad are kind of like, well, they're not really hurting you. Let's just follow them and see where they're taking and you. And Arlstein points out that Mickey is like absolutely terrified and traumatized by these dogs and is literally like hovering, like huddling in a corner, shaking and crying. There's nothing scarier than two black labs. So they drag um, fake Cooper and fake Fergie towards the hut or whatever. All the way to the changing room with the shrieking shack. And they push them inside. And can we, can we talk about, I know I just said this, we talk about this second where the parents just kind of walk alongside and we're like, uh-huh, okay, cool. Yes, we can talk about that. Yeah, that was it. And they feel that dark, they fall into the darkness again, they feel that heat, and once inside, Cooper sees two tiny red eyes and a glowing shadow above his head and realizes something is wrong. Oh, and then no. cut to Cooper and Fergie walking out, and saying to the mom and dad the mom and dad are like what happened in there what was it and fergie and cooper say i don't know it's just an empty shack let's go home okay and huge break and then next thing we know it's cooper waking up outside and seeing two dogs like confused dogs barking and running off into nowhere and he realizes oh no wait we're not the dogs anymore. And we're not Fergie and Cooper anymore. What, what are, are we? we? And then he looks over to Fergie next to him and she's a chittering little furry chipmunk. Oh no, two chipmunks must have gotten into the changing room in the shack and they accidentally got switched with the chipmunks instead. What do we do now? So now I'm going to read you the first paragraph and the last paragraph of this book. Yeah, yeah, this is the end. And I'm going to make it one short little story. <clears throat> For the zillionth time that night... I threw the covers off my legs and bolted up from the bed. Let's hunt for acorns, I said. I'm starving. Bwamp, bwamp. <laughs> I gave this book a D. <laughs> you know what else I give a D? What? The TV episode. You guys, this TV episode it's is some um, crap. It's, it's some trash. It really is. And it's I would bunk. just like to point out again, you guys know there's nothing on the planet that either of us love more than Goosebumps. I know. We're saying this with love. The the deepest amount of love. I mean, we just came from Nightly Dummy 2, which was fantastic. And I know I said this last episode and the episode before that, but the 30s in the Goosebumps book, there's a lot of really, really great ones. So it's like, this is the clunker that we have to get through. But it's fun. Yeah, it's silly fun. And I mean... And this, this book came with a terrifying tattoo. It did. It's so funny. On the front of the book, it says, free, terrifying tattoo. And it also says it in quotes, which I think is kind of cute. And the, the tattoo, which we still have, is we still, still have, the, we should put it on, is a little green decal that just says Goosebumps. And I was kind of kidding around with Matthew because I was sitting next to him as he was reading it. And I said, did you see the tattoo? And Matthew said, no. And he opened the back of the book and I screened bloody murder. It's true. It was so terrifying. I think this book actually took the least amount of time to read. Yeah. I think this was the fastest read we've had. I've had. Yeah, it took me about an hour to read this book. Yes, it went by so quickly. So let's talk about the TV episode. It is from season three. It's episode seven, and it aired October 11th, 1997. And this book, this episode stars an actor named Blair Slater. And he's he plays Cooper, and we see, we will see him later in uh, Night of Living Dummy three, the TV episode, and he's pretty good. I think he's miscast, but I think he's really. I really think he's good. miscast as because well because we don't in this episode we are told a little bit that Cooper's a scaredy cat, but we don't see it. And to me, Blair Slater seems he seems like a, a too a, brave and strong of a protagonist that doesn't match how we're described as Cooper as the scaredy cat. That's true. That's absolutely true. But although I think he's good. Now, I just I, think he's miscast. I, I think everyone in this is miscast. I absolutely can't stand the way this episode starts. No, it's absolute crap how this episode starts. And it starts off with hootling choodling pirate music and it's 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 too I don't know Dusty pirates. Dirty cartoon pirates who are like running through the woods but and it's like Arr, we got to find what to do with me gold we have to hide the gold we ain't 
for sure if they find her on us. Oh, we prepared to steal us. We'll come back for it later, you bumbling lump. Look, they look hiding in there. No, not in there. That's the changing tree. Ah, oh, that superstitious nonsense. Let's go. Give it to me. episode two and when anything takes place at night they do that thing where they shoot day for night one of my least favorite things is shooting day for night and basically what that means is they shot the episodes during the day and then they put a cheesy blue filter over it to make it quote look like night but it looks like day with the cheesy blue filter over it (laughs) day for night and basically they set up the whole sort of crux of the book right at the beginning and it's not a it's not a changing shack or whatever it's a changing tree it's a tree doesn't the netflix like one sentence description of this book say it's like two pirates you know switch bodies with with dogs to show kids or something uh no the netflix description says scary things are happening eerie scratching noises and strange raspy sounds coming from under cooper's bed and these two evil and looking those two evil looking dogs oh you're right and those two evil looking dogs i'd I like to also point was... out this episode's also called barking ghost not the bark not the barking ghost that's a problem anyway so that whole twist thing is it, it, we just we're, we're the episode starts with the changing tree and it's about them trying to figure out where to hide their gold and the pirates are like we can't hide in that tree that tree is the changing tree like, and then one pirate's like come on just let's put our gold doubloons in the changing tree and, and then two dogs show up and push them in there yeah and, and then, that's how the episode starts it's like that's what how it opens <laughs> I don't like any time a Goosebumps, uh, a Goosebumps TV episode takes us away from the first person perspective of the protagonist. Doesn't work. I don't like it. So it starts off with, uh, you know, Cooper. I, I, I want to say something else about this episode. So they the episode, you know, follows Cooper and his family moving into this new house, right? And I feel like usually Goosebumps does a fairly good job of of houses, yeah. And this episode sincerely feels like a terrible cheap house set. Yeah. And there's even a point later where it's like Cooper standing in front of doors that lead out into I don't know somewhere and I swear it's just painted on a facade. Yeah. It's like two doors that are not actual doors that are painted on a wall. In all respects this episode seems like an afterthought and it's directionless. It's 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 some crap. Yeah. And so so um cooper's parents are helping cooper set up his room and immediately tell us how scared cooper is and he's hearing barking and howling and it's just not scary it's not scary at all there's no nighttime there's no anything creepy at all and he goes to bed and he hears something under his bed and it's mickey who scares him and uh mickey is wearing a mask that's pretty scary that he does some sort of. Like, I will growling. say the mask is very scary. That's the scariest part, actually. And I actually think Mickey is well cast. I the, this thing happens with Mickey where it's like he's always lifting weights in the backyard. And you guys, like, I'm not the I'm not the buffest dude on the planet. But this is like this string bean lifting these weights. Maybe that's why he's lifting weights. Maybe, but I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it either. You know what I mean? It just seemed like wardrobe shoved him into these like quote workout kind of clothes, and then it's like, yeah, let's just let's just have him, you know, lifting weights in the backyard. So anyway, the next morning, Cooper gets up and and Mickey's lifting weights in the backyard, and Cooper's looking for paw prints because he wants to prove that they were dogs out there last night, and he goes searching in the woods and sees a gold coin in a stream. You remember this? And and he sees like the reflection of a dog in the stream that's like barking. Yeah, so the reflection thing happens. And what's 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 kind of cute and interesting about this episode is when the dogs bark and growl. They have really funny looking bar- barking and growling faces. I think they do the best they can to make these dogs uh, accurate to the description of the book and make them as menacing and scary, as, uh, quote scary as possible. Yeah, they're being kind of, real dogs. They're kind of working overtime to make them seem scary, but it just never happens. It just don't happen. So we meet Fergie in the woods. Tell me your thoughts on this actress. <sighs> well, I don't think she some people were born to be actors. I I understand. I also think shit a lot of her lines were 80 yards. Almost almost all of them, which does her absolutely no favors unfortunately. And um she does a lot of things with her face. 
Yeah, she has, um, some people have really gorgeous faces. And she has really, these really huge eyes and this big nose that's really close to her mouth. And she makes some crazy faces. Yeah, she does. She looks. There's not a lot of acting going on. She's a kooky looking girl that does a lot of over the top stuff. Watch, watch this episode actually and, and, and look at her face. Just, it's just crazy. Yeah, try, look at her face. Anyway, uh, she does not do the whispering of the dog. She does not say, dogs. But she does do the, you've got to move out of here. This place is cursed or something. And I want to give her some credit that as the choice of the actress playing Fergie, which, by the way, she introduces herself so quickly, which goes to show me that there's no direction this episode at all. She, like, scares me. She's like, hi, Cooper. My name's Stacey Ferguson. But everyone calls me Fergie, like the Duchess, and just kind of just starts talking. Are you all right, Cooper? Who are you? Margaret Ferguson. But people call me Fergie. You know, like the Duchess of York. Yes. You mean there's no like I know what you mean. It just seemed like these kids already knew each other and were just bored at work and were trying to get to the next scene instead of like meeting for the first time. But anyway, I'm trying to give this actress credit that she's making a choice that Fergie as a person is not a very good actor, so when she's telling um Cooper to to get out of the woods and get out of the house cuz they're haunted, she does a piss poor job. So he basically the same thing happens that happens in the book. Fergie runs off. He Cooper runs away and is chased by the dogs. Tells his dad that there are dogs chasing him. The dad does not believe him. And in the middle of the night, Cooper hears barking, sees dogs in the kitchen, knocking over or everything. the living room, and they're like t- torn apart. Popcorn bags. And Cooper stands in front of two painted doors. And <laughs> Mickey shows up and is like, "You're crazy. There are no dogs." The next morning. Again, Cooper is awake, and again, Mickey is lifting weights in the backyard, and Fergie shows up and talks with and Cooper. And Cooper's like, hey, Fergie, way to go. Mickey, Mickey says that to Fergie. Oh, that's what I meant. And Fergie comes over to Cooper and is like, I'm really sorry I scared you. And Cooper is much less phased by it than I think he is in the book. Yeah, he he's, he's like, he's like, I don't even care. He doesn't seem bothered or scared at all. He just seems brave and determined. And he's like, he's like, I, I just want to prove that these dogs are real. And so Fergie says, let's go find them tonight. I don't know why they don't go looking for the dogs right then. They decide to go out in the middle of the night that night. And, and Fergie like them. believes him very, very quickly. And there is no acting or any choices made. And they find the dogs... And uh, start screaming when they find the dogs. And the dogs pull them to the changing tree. We also missed a part earlier where we do see, when when Cooper sees the dogs, we do see them jump through the walls. And what's what's interesting, I think, about the choice of when when he sees the dogs um, that have torn apart the popcorn bags... When the dogs jump through the through the wall, they don't just sort of like phase through the wall. It's like a um, little portal appears in the wall. Yeah. The dogs get sucked through. In yeah, a these way. like light up portals come through the wall. I don't like that. Yeah, and the dogs pull them to the changing tree, and they fall. And by fall, I mean there's a shot of the bottom of the pit. It's lit up by neon green lights and of the fakest looking set you've ever seen. And they kind of sit into the shot. They just literally sit down into the shot like, oh, we've been falling for a while. And then they painlessly get up immediately and don't seem surprised or interested in anything that's happening. And they're in a neon green cave. They're in a neon green cave and they see a dark hole in the cave and there are two sets of red eyes. And the eyes talk to them and tell them about the changing tree. And it's a little ridiculous, y'all. Who are you? What do you want? Listen carefully and we shall tell you all you need to know. We are not dogs. But, but... Silence! Silence in the changing tree. Three centuries ago, my companion and I were coming through these very woods. And then, for no reason, two vicious dogs flung themselves upon us and pushed us into this cursed place where we were changed. Yeah, but we didn't do it. What do you want us for? Ah, the cruel hand of fate. Excuse me? We are going to change places, and you will be like us dogs condemned to roam these woods forever! And they are changed into dogs, and they wake up as dogs, and... It's as hokey and as silly as you imagine it And it's to like, be. I can read your thoughts. What are you thinking? And Fergie says, I can read what you're thinking. You're thinking chicken, chicken, chicken salad, chicken, chicken, chicken. chicken. <laughs> Dogs! How did you say that? Your lips won't move. I don't have any lips. You mean we can read each other's thoughts? I think so. 
What am I thinking now? Chicken, chicken salad, chicken pot pie, chicken wings. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Isn't that ridiculous? And something that this television episode does, which probably to someone somewhere this seemed like a fun idea, but I don't know of anyone who would think this is interesting or smart. Um, but when, you know, the two doubloon hiding pirate people turn into like kids versions of Fergie and Cooper. They're, they're musty and dusty and covered in they're, dust. They're and covered dirt. in cartoon amounts of dirt and mess they, up hair. They have dirt all over their teeth and they act like cavemen. And when Fergie and Cooper turn into the dogs and the pirate people turn into dirty, dirty, homeless um, Fergie and Cooper, all their voices are warped somehow, and none of it is. It's more confusing, and, and well, it, it's terrible. They we immediately cut to um, fake Fergie and fake Cooper having dinner and munching on and like s- s- snarling and and munching <laughs> and scarfing down food with their hands, and they're covered in pounds of dirt. And both actors are speaking in voices like, Err, err, what do we do? It's so bad. And and fake Cooper threatens Mickey and is like, Arr, you you touch my food again, you're gonna come back with a bloody stump. And the parents are like, What has gotten into you? It's so over the top. I would I would have loved the idea of it just being like a sort of like robotic Fergie and Cooper like trying really hard to cover and just being like, oh, we're watching MTV and everything's fine. Let's play Frisbee. We're free. But since they've set up the idea that they're like, I don't know, bumbling old pirates hiding It also doesn't make any sense that they're completely dustied and dirtied and battle damaged. That doesn't make any sense. It's trash. So so like dog Fergie and dog Cooper kind of, you know... Stand outside of the window and they're like, what do we do? But they're overwhelmed with how hungry they are and they've got to eat the chicken salad that they see and they've got to eat it now. So they so they burst into the door because they've got to eat the chicken salad and the dad like freaks out and is like, I'm calling the pound. And Mickey immediately picks up a phone and because he knows the number to the pound and dials it and starts calling the pound. And the dogs... Within seconds. The dogs run out and both fake fake Fergie and fake Cooper like we've got to catch the dogs we've got to put them to sleep yeah and then Mickey drops the phone and runs out into the woods so fake Cooper and fake Fergie and Mickey chase the dogs into the woods to make sure that they can I don't know capture them to put them to sleep and of course it doesn't make any sense I'm like the dogs would... run back towards the tree and they're standing in front of the tree and fake Cooper and fake Fergie are like don't get too close to that tree but of course they get too close to that tree and so Fergie and Cooper as dogs run and they bang into pirate Fergie pirate Cooper and, and Mickey, Mickey and, and they shove them into the, the changing, changing tree. tree and and at one point right before they do Mickey finds like paw prints on the ground or something and is like they've been over here i know they're over here cartoon spray painted dog prints it's the worst dog print i've ever seen so then you know emerging from the changing tree come fully clean and normal fergie and cooper and they're totally fine yeah and then mickey comes out of the changing tree and mickey's acting a little strange and fergie and cooper like what's up with him he's weird let's just go back inside i always thought he was a little weird and sort of go away and then they've clearly shoved like pro, I don't know, cotton ball, tennis balls, cotton balls into Mickey, the actor playing Mickey's mouth, and he's like chirping and acting like a chipmunk. And we see National Geographic <laughs> stock footage, footage of a stock chipmunk. footage of a chipmunk, and it's like, oh no, he's been changed to a chipmunk. And then they play a chipmunk version of the Goosebumps theme. Hey Cooper, you weasel, don't leave me here. What am I gonna do? You gotta help me, Cooper. This isn't funny anymore. Silly Calliope music, and then that's the end of the episode. Ooh, you guys, it's it ain't good. Ooh, it's a big old bust. You know what? I bet Austin. I'm sure Austin didn't really watch the Goosebumps series, but I'm sure he has never seen this episode of television. Yeah, it's not up there with the greats, you guys. But it is silly, dumb, stupid fun. But it's also not one you need to go out of your way to see. No, no, you can totally skip it. But this is one that I've already, I've always remembered as like. Oh, this is about those two those two people Pirate. from hundreds of years ago yes. who switch bodies and but it's confusing and I think it's misleading calling this book the barking ghost when if anything you call it the barking ghosts but there's not really 
it's not really ghost stuff that's happening. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It's just it's it seems as if Arl Stein had this kind of fun, twisty idea of like the changing shack, and then he wrote backwards from there and needed to fill the first eighty pages somehow. I will say that I can't remember who this was, but recently somebody said um, was talking about Goosebumps and said that the Barking Ghost, they remember the Barking Ghost and that it was one of their favorite books. Really? Yes. So I think it has um, a legacy and um, I respect that. Yeah. I think the cover about it is my favorite thing. Mm, Google mm. that cover if you haven't already and take a look at that big forehead dog. And I think there's something kind of provocative and iconic about the cover in itself. It's good. Well, we want to say thank you so much for listening, you guys. I want to take a moment to say woof, 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 rough, rough, yip, 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 yip. What Matthew's trying to say is follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Daniels is Danny Mac 769 on D A N N Y M A C K 769 on Instagram on Instagram and Twitter. Mine is, um, woof, 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 woof. Is that old yet? Mine is, uh, my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And my Twitter is I robot Eugene. We always want to talk about goosebumps. And you know what you should also do if you like this? What? Write, rate us and write a really sweet review on iTunes. If you can't think of what to say, just put five stars and write woof, 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 Please. Woof. Actually, that would make me really happy. That would be amazing. So up next, we are going to camp. Oh, it's time to go to camp, you the guys. The horror. The horror camp jelly jam. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. I'm so excited to go there. Yeah, we'll, me too. We'll see you there. We'll see you next time. If, if woof, woof, woof. woof. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha